And you wonder, you know, when something is built over what was an old hospital that was probably 100 years ago that this hospital was there, and what kind of energy a space like that would hold on to? Mm-hmm. And then you put this brand new building on mm-hmm. top and all that's still going to remain there. I mean, that's my theory. Have you ever stopped and asked yourself, is this what I really want to be doing with my life? We have, and the answer wasn't what we expected. Hi, I'm Margaret. And I'm Stetson. We made a really big decision to do a complete rebrand of our four-year-old relocation company. New look, new business model, the works. Some people might think we're crazy. Do you? But it's what we needed to do in order to better align ourselves with our goals for our company. In this podcast, we talk about not only our journey through rebranding, but all things business. Marketing, building your client base, social media. In fact, there is never an end to the topics we will discuss here. So we invite you now to sit back, take notes, and enjoy the One Crazy Journey podcast. Hello and welcome to the One Crazy Journey podcast. We are at episode number 15 and we have a special episode for you. We have a spooky episode for you. We're so excited about this one. We do something a little bit different, add a little fun into it. Yeah, we've been working hard. Our summit's up, which we're super excited about. You can go to movingsummit.com and join us for our free summit. We were talking about it last week, but it's finally up. All of our yes. hard work is almost and the done. summit will be live on November 11th, 12th, and 13th. Yes. So definitely go check that out. But we've been working hard. It was just Halloween this past weekend. So we figured we would do a spooky episode. It seems appropriate, doesn't it? I mm-hmm. mean, definitely. Yeah. Maybe some of you have had Halloween Zoom parties and. Right. You know. <laughs> I feel like Halloween is definitely weird this year. Like, weird do you trick or treat or do you don't? Like, what do you do? <laughs> Before you get started, though, make sure you subscribe to the One Crazy Journey podcast and give us five stars. We love to see your ratings and your reviews. And we definitely shout you out on our Instagram at One Crazy Journey Podcast. And also, if you want to keep up with our rebrand, keep up with our company, you can follow us at everything.envy. So, yay. Yeah. Should we dive in? I'm yeah, super excited. Do. I feel yeah. like I'm going to get freaked out. I know. I'm already, the hair's already raising on the back of my well, neck. Well, I feel like, like this is one thing that we love to talk about is like ghost stories because there's so many, whether you believe in ghosts or not, I feel like it's always fun to kind of hear the creepy stories. Yeah. Even and, if you go, no, that's not true. Right. I always feel it's Halloween. So we got to have a little creepiness. Yeah. And uh, so. And when I was growing up, I grew up in a haunted house. And some of you who have grown up in haunted houses, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you listen or have had that experience, or you might go, oh, no, I don't believe in ghosts. But when you've lived with it and you hear things walking around and you actually see things and feel stuff, you become a believer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's just no doubt about it. You believe mm-hmm. yeah. that there's something else. Well, I've experienced it too, like growing up. Well, not growing up, but we would visit your mom. So my grandma and grandpa over there, they had this big house. They had this big mansion. Basically, I feel like it was a mansion yeah, because so I was it was little. a big house, yeah. probably like 3,500 square feet, which yeah, is with big. a pool and yeah. you know, it was super nice. Um, yeah. so we would go over there and visit. I feel like quite often, like every year or so, we yeah, drive to Southern Cal a couple times a year, mm-hmm. two or three times a year, yeah, do the 13 hour drive over there <laughs> in the suburban with videos. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, and it, it's interesting looking back at it now that I'm older, I'm like, oh. Like there wasn't grandma and grandpa walking down the halls in the middle of the night. Like I remember it now. You remember hearing things walk down the hall in the middle of the Mm -hmm. night when everybody's asleep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'll tell you, there was this window. So in the kitchen, 
I'm going to go right into a ghost story here. So in the kitchen, there was a window over the kitchen sink and it just looked into the side yard. And during the day, everything's fine. You just look out side yard, you see the landscaping out there. And the sink was underneath, right? The sink was underneath the window. So at night, and this didn't happen all the time. That's why I'm like a total believer because it wasn't like an everyday thing. But I'd be standing at that sink as a child, as a teenager. Now, I should clarify, I moved into this house when I was only 12. Mm -hmm. So it was from that day forward until they sold the house. I'll be standing there at this kitchen sink. And then you start to get this feeling. You just get this feeling that something is watching you, Mm -hmm. something or someone. First time it happened to me, I looked up into the window because that's what you do. You just look and I see a reflection because it's nighttime. So Mm -hmm. this is happening at nighttime. I'm nighttime. I'm doing the dishes. And I feel something looking at me and I look into the window reflection and I see not only myself, but the doorway that's behind me. So the kitchen coming from the living room, there's a doorway opening that went into the kitchen and then the kitchen family area was like a great room, so to speak. But there was this normal sized doorway, like a three foot doorway getting into the kitchen. So that's what I could see behind me. I see myself and I see this door behind me. And Looking at that door, when I start to feel like somebody's watching me, I glanced up and I kid you not, there was something like leaning over from the side, like they were on the other side and they were leaning over, looking into that doorway right at me. And as soon as I made that eye contact, now there was no real eyes. It was just like this image of a man in a t-shirt and jeans and like sandy blonde hair, but I could never really see the details of any face. But as soon as I looked up, then it would quickly lean out of the way. Oh, so I wouldn't see it anymore. That's so terrifying. And I saw that so many times. And there were times where I'm like, I know he's back there and I'm not looking. I am not looking. I refuse to look. And sometimes I could hold out and refuse to look, but other times like, okay, look. And then I'd get that same thing. Whoa. That same ducking out of the way. And then my daughter, my oldest daughter, Jacqueline, She saw this ghostly figure in the house when we were visiting. Mm -hmm. And she was probably five, six, seven, maybe, maybe six. And she says to me that her dad came home. And I go, Where is your dad? Haven't seen, didn't hear him come in because he was, would be traveling. And yeah. yeah. So when we were staying at my parents' house, sometimes Stetson's dad, you know, would be traveling and coming in and out. Or he would be at my dad's auto body repair, just hanging out, visiting because we'd visit when we're there. So he wasn't at the house. He wasn't at that grandma and grandpa's house yet. So I'd be there with the kids and, and just hanging out. And then one time Jackie told me that her dad was home. I'm like, well, I don't see him. I didn't hear him come in. I didn't hear the car pull up. I didn't hear the door open. And then she told me that he went down the hall and she thinks he went into the bathroom. So the other part of this house was it had a bedroom downstairs, which was like a den bedroom and its own bathroom and a little hallway. So she saw this thing. She saw it go from that kitchen door, kind of walked around and turned the corner and went down that little hallway. Thinking it was dad. And she's like five. Like you don't know. You're not like, oh, I just saw a ghost. Like you're five. You're like, no, I saw dad. Now Stetson's dad has sandy blonde hair and he would frequently wear like a light colored shirt and jeans. Mm -hmm. So she just saw it. So in that much detail, she thought it was her dad. When she told me that and I realized that he wasn't home. Oh my. Yeah. 
Those are the kind of things that I experienced in the house. Well, I'm sure there's so many more. (laughs) Oh, there were times. Well, that gives me the shivers. And yeah, the house, like I remember it pretty vividly. Like it's a big house. Like you mentioned, there's the downstairs bathroom, like kind of an office and the downstairs, there's a big living area. And then there's metal, a metal staircase. Yeah, it was an iron spiral staircase going Mm -hmm. up. Yeah. To walk to the upstairs area, which had the master bedroom. Mm-hmm. There and were three then, bedrooms upstairs, two mm-hmm. bathrooms upstairs, and a hallway to get down. And like a an hallway. open that looked over down below yeah. into the formal dining room and living room. Right. Above, and yeah. that hallway was so squeaky. Like whenever you would walk, it would squeak, 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 squeak. So you could hear if someone's walking. Yeah. The house was built in the 70s, oh, like yeah. 74. So yeah, it when you walked on it, you could hear the floor. It was squeaking. Yeah, exactly. So you would know if someone was coming up and walking. So we would always sleep in one of the back bedrooms upstairs. So we'd have to go up the stairs, walk down the creaky hallway and go to bed. So we would always sleep in one of those two back bedrooms upstairs. And every single night I would wake up and hear creak, 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 walking back and forth. And I'm like, why are grandma and grandpa... (laughs) walking in the middle of the night like it was so I was like they must be going to the bathroom or something like that but I heard it every single night and I didn't realize it until now I'm like no grandma and grandpa weren't they were walking in the middle of the night yeah that was something around in the night except the spirits that was something else well you have a creepy story about their upstairs like the master bathroom, don't you? Yeah, I do. The master bathroom. So again, it's three three bath house and three full baths. So when I was a teenager, my brother was also a teenager. So we'd sometimes have to figure out who's taking shower at whatever time because we there was just, you know, trying to figure that out. I feel like there was a reason why we maybe didn't like use the one water the or something or yeah, water pressure was mm-hmm. usually because again it's built in the seventies, so water pressure. So if I wanted full water pressure then I would take the shower upstairs and I'd use my mom and dad's bathroom because at the time that I would experience this, there was something going on with the tub in our bathroom. Like it leaked and it leaked down into the kitchen below. There was a plumbing problem that went on for there a while. There was always issues in that house. It like, was weird. It had, it had three bathrooms and like what, four bedrooms maybe? Yeah, four bedrooms, three baths. And the upstairs bath was always, one of the upstairs bathrooms was like always never worked. Like it was so weird. Yeah. And that was the one. Like yep. you, if you want to take a shower, you take it downstairs. Right. And it was just weird. There were weird things about that house. So anyway, if I wanted that water pressure, I couldn't use our bathroom that my brother and I shared. So I took a shower in my mom and dad's bathroom. And again, you get that feeling that there's something else, just something there with you. And then the door would it was like somebody pushing on the door mm-hmm. against your shoulder or wherever you're standing your back or whatever or or you would just be standing there and mm-hmm. then the door would start to creak closed now the interesting part because we tell this story like we would tell it later like oh the door closes by itself well yeah you could think well maybe there was a window open there was a breeze but there was no window open the air conditioning wasn't on there was none of that and it was so random Mm-hmm. And it always came with that creepy, cold feeling. There was mm. a cold, like the hairs on your arm would sort of stand up. And it was so random that this thing would just happen. And then there was something else with a closet downstairs, a coat closet. Like my dad could not sleep. Right. If that, that downstairs was so weird. closet door was open and he would go to sleep and then he'd get out of bed a half an hour later and say, I, I can't sleep because I know that door is open. So we're not sure what was up with that door. 
And he wouldn't just wake up and know, I have to close that door. He would not be able to sleep until he went downstairs and he closed that door. That is so weird. And there were just so many weird things. So my dad, at one point, he decided to investigate. So he brought a medium in Mm -hmm. there. And my dad, I think, was kind of trying to prove it to himself, like, is this real? Is this really happening? Because this is years worth. This isn't something that just happened in a weekend. Oh, no. This is years worth of occurrences. You have to tell the story about the spoons, too. Oh, yeah. Because that was weird. Yeah. So he brings in this medium. And the first thing she says is, would you please step outside? Because I need to be, I don't want any other extra energy. I need to be sensitive and, and to what's going on. So she was in there about 45 minutes and he waited out in his car, just sat out there waiting. So she comes out and she said, yeah, there's definitely more than one thing happening. She asked if he knew the history of the house, like, is it built on any sacred land or is there a burial ground that you know of? I mean, like the movie Poltergeist comes to mind right now, like Mm. the burial ground underneath. And he didn't know, but through the years, we also, and the reason why he brought in this medium is because there were other neighbors that were experiencing the same thing, like the spoons, which I'll tell that story in a minute. But they also had things that were occurring in their house. So it wasn't just us. It was our street, or who knows, it could have been the whole hill. Mm -hmm. Because we lived in an upper middle class neighborhood and all beautiful Southern California homes, you know, and they were all beautiful. They're all professionally landscaped and Mm -hmm. maintained. Everybody had a pool guy, you know. So was it just our street or was it the whole hill? We will never know. And so the neighbors would like come up to your mom and dad and just be like, like, how do you have that conversation without sounding crazy? Do you know what I mean? You're I like, do. Yeah, I do uh, know what you mean. So, and it comes through a little bit of time. I think, you know, you talk to your neighbors and then- kind of bounce around the subject yeah, a little and then, bit. And you're yeah, like- you just say, so how's it going? And how's the house? the way- <laughs> Have your spoons ever gone missing? I mean, that's the kind of, you know, you're right. But how do you approach that without sounding like you're I'm psycho. totally nuts? Yeah. But the spoons issue. So the t- story about the spoons is when we first moved into the house. I, again, I was 12. And my mom had dishwasher for the first time in her life. So she's loading up dishes. I think we lived in the house maybe a couple weeks, two, three weeks. And she loaded up all of the dishes, silverware, everything into the dishwasher ran the load. And when she went to put everything away, no spoons. So she's like asking me, so what did you do with the spoons? Like, did you get in there and get, what are you guys doing with the spoons? You know, she's pulling Mm -hmm. the mom thing. What are you guys doing? Me and my brother, what are you doing? And we're like, well, you know, we don't know anything about the spoons. And she goes, that's so weird because I remember putting them in. She and knew they she were had, nowhere to be found. No. Not in the drawer. Not in. No, she looked in the trash. She looked everywhere for those spoons. She could not figure it out. So she just continued on and like, she just knew we were lying. Mm -hmm. She just knew we had hidden the spoons, I think. You know how moms are like, you guys are not telling me the truth. So it was maybe days later. They didn't come back right away. Days later, maybe even a week later, where she, again, she's loading the dishwasher. She runs it. She's unloading it. And she calls us down because she thought, again, what are you guys, you guys are messing with me, huh? We're like, what? What are you talking about, mom? Because, you know, we totally forgot. She goes, well, the spoons are back. How can the spoons be back? But the thing about that particular time is she was in the kitchen the entire time. That particular time, she was cooking dinner. She ran load. She was cooking. So nobody else was in the kitchen between the time that she loaded it and unloaded it. So she said, the spoons are here. And I just wanted to show you guys. She said, but am I crazy? Because I know you guys haven't been in here. I know there were no spoons. I took that dishwasher apart. I mean, she took the racks out. She mm-hmm. looked, she thought maybe they fell through, whatever. She's just trying to find them. And all the spoons are back. 
but interesting part of that is one of our neighbors down the street had the same thing happen to her several times. That's so weird. We only happened to us once where the spoons went away once, but she had had it happen several times. She's like, and she was French. Mm-hmm. So with a really thick French accent, she was telling us, I don't know, but maybe it's my house is haunted is what she said. Maybe my house is haunted. Oh, I feel like, like we're in the process of buying. Oh, by the way, we didn't get that house that I was talking about last oh, week. Right. It's a process, but we're in the process of buying a house. And like, I feel like I have a good sense about it too. Like sometimes if you're listening, you've had that feeling before where you walk into a room or you kind of walk into a house or something where you're just like, something doesn't feel right. You know, you're like, it's kind of like the vibes. Huh? Yeah. Get, the energy is a little vibes. weird. Yeah. yeah. And you're just like kind of constantly like looking around, like, am I going to see something? I don't know. But I feel like we always have that. And I feel like you and Jackie especially are like really tuned in, tuned, in yeah. with it. But I'm like, before I'm my house, you guys are coming in there to make sure there's no ghosts in my house because I'm not living in a haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> and like we said, if you had, if you that are listening, if you ever experienced it, you kind of know that feeling. Mm-hmm. The rest of you can go, oh yeah, this is just a fun, entertaining story. That's fine. Right. Totally well, it's, fine, like I said, it's Halloween. We had to throw, we, we had, had to, to throw something yeah. creepy in there. And a good example is that is um, our Southgate cinema movie theater because we have one in town. Oh, you're talking about Southgate? I'm talking about Southgate. Not the old movie six that closed. No, I'm talking oh, about Southgate. So Southgate we have one theater. movie theater in Grants Pass. Everyone goes to it, you know. And it has what, about 10 theaters? Yeah, 10. Two, two big ones and then a bunch of little ones. Yeah, and one bathroom that you go into. Yeah. And oh, yeah, that one. Yeah. And yes. Every, bathroom. like, yeah. I've had this. My sister's had this. I've had it. You've had it. Yeah, I forgot like, about that. That bathroom always just feels so creepy. Like, you don't want to be in there. Like, and I it's always. The farther down that you go, mm-hmm. it's a really long bathroom. Long. With, what would you say? Like, 10, 12 stalls. Because yeah. again, it's all in a line for the whole theater. Yeah. And it's all in a line, just mm-hmm. all the way down. Mm-hmm. So I always like, it's funny because we didn't talk about it. It just kind of came up in conversation one time. And we always like try and go in the very first ones and get out of there as yeah, soon as possible. Like the first three or four stalls is it. And then if you have to go down, it's like you can hardly wait. to. You, right. you don't even zip up your pants. You're doing that at the sink, you know. Yeah. And when you walk you in, there. there's a mirror where you can like look at your outfit and stuff, but it faces the long hallway. And I'm always like long scared I'm going to see something, but it's always like this presence that you're like, I need to get out right now. We That's hate not a using good that bathroom. There. No, that no. one's one where you just don't feel good. You no. feel like, yeah, like this is not a good presence here. Whoever, no. whatever is there, is not a happy camp. And my friend was visiting from New York, and we brought it up in conversation. We're like, you know, that bathroom at Southgate. What do you think about that bathroom? She's like, it's so creepy. Like she I always, she's like, I always use the first one and I try and get out of there. Seriously? Yeah. We're like, I just oh. got chills all over my body <laughs> yeah. because really, I mean, we had been going to the theater from the time that we moved into Grants Pass. That's mm-hmm. the theater we went to. And I've always had that feeling. And it wasn't until just a few years ago, I was talking to Jackie about and it. And it just came up. up. Yeah. She's like, how do you feel about that bathroom? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we all say the same thing. And now to hear more has gone through the same thing. The oh. haunted bathroom at yeah, Southgate. Southgate. <laughs> yeah, there's another movie theater that I feel like I've seen a shadow there. I shouldn't say I feel like I did see it, but I don't think I was imagining because my husband saw it too. And this is an old, old theater in Ashland, which is about an hour south of us. And it's very art deco. So it was built a long time ago in the 40s, mm-hmm. I think. 
and it's an old town. So we're sitting there, we're getting ready to watch a movie and the lights are sort of dim. You know, they're not completely down yet. They dim the lights and, but you're still, people are coming and finding seats. So it's not completely house lights out. Lights are still on. They're just dimmed. So we see somebody sitting two rows in front of us. You know, we sit down and there was someone there, somebody was sitting there by themselves. And first thing that comes through my mind is good for them. You know, I'm glad that they're going to see movies by themselves because, Mm -hmm. you know, if you want to see a movie, you don't necessarily have to have a companion. Just go see your movie. And it was, I don't even remember the movie, but that's what I thought. Good for this person. And they're sitting in there. Then I turn around, I interact with my husband like, Hey, you know, whatever it was we were saying. And I'd look forward and that person is not there anymore. And then Mike said the same thing. He goes, I wonder what that person is doing. They're sure are taking a long time to come back up. Like, what happened? They must have dropped their keys or something. They never did reappear. Ugh. They just stayed gone. That's so weird. And we talk, we're like whispering, did you see that? What do, you think? do you think it's haunted? You know, because he's a believer too. So we just witnessed something there. And we meant to talk to the staff about it. But then we thought, Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe, you know, it's one of those things where you start well, to have I, a lot of doubt. You know, I feel like Ashlyn's like one of those things where it's like, we could have asked. Yeah, I think you could ask. Like, yeah. it's oh, that you know, kind I of think talent. the reason why we didn't is because they were slammed with people coming oh, into the okay. next movie. I think that's the only reason why we Yeah, because it's just a small theater. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, and the Ashland Hotel is haunted down there. And also, you know, what else is haunted around here is Wolf Creek Inn. Uh, yeah, I know. And that has been listed. I mean, there have been ghost hunters that's where that have you gone out there. Got married. Yep. Mike and I got and married. And you forced there. me to stay there by myself. Okay, let's tell, tell the story. story. She got married in Wolf Creek, what, seven years ago? Seven years ago. Yeah. yeah. You just had your we anniversary. Just had yesterday. anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. So, really small wedding, really pretty. I mean, it was just family, right? And my grandparents, mm-hmm. your parents, and then. Yeah, and my brother in law and sister in law. Yeah, and, and so. And our kids, all six of our kids. Yeah, were there so we basically rented others. out the whole place, right? Because yeah. each of us were going to have our room, our own rooms. We and had, there are nine rooms. Yeah, nine rooms. So we basically rented out the whole place. You got ready in this cool upstairs, like master suite, I guess you I could think say. I call it the Clark Gable room. Yeah. Yeah, there and, was a room. Yeah, really mm-hmm. big. Yeah. So, of course, my grandma and grandpa is totally into telling scary stories. I mean, grandma, she has so many scary stories. Sometimes I feel like they're a little over the top, but it's always fun to hear. And they're so into ghosts. So I was maybe what, 14? You were. 14. Yeah. So I'm like, I already kind of know this place is haunted just by hearing about it. And of course my grandma and grandpa won't let it go. And they already know that I'm scared because I know that I'm going to have to sleep by myself I don't know where my room is yet, but I'm going to have to sleep by myself in this scary haunted place. So they weren't letting it go. They were kind of teasing me a little bit. I'm like, stop. Like, I'm actually worried, you know, but they love that kind of stuff. So later on, we're like, okay, had fun. We had food. We had cake. We did karaoke, whatever. We're like, okay, let's go find our rooms, right? So what? Was there a hall, two halls of rooms or just? It was a two-story. Two-story. So yes, there were two halls of rooms. So there's the upstairs and the downstairs. Mm-hmm. So everyone already had their assigned rooms. So I'm already freaked out. Like, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Guess where my room was? <laughs> At the very bottom floor, all the way to the end of the hall. Yeah. And it only had the one twin bed in there, didn't it? It was the scariest room I've ever been in. And all the rooms had their own bathrooms. It was like you walked in. I vaguely remember, but I know you walked in. It was really dark. There was a twin size bed, like a side table, a lamp, and then this weird, creepy old bathroom. With yeah, because, no windows. There this, was no windows. Yeah. And so this inn, the Wolf Creek Inn, I mean, you could look it up and find it online, but it is 
over well over 100 years old. I don't know like how many hundreds of years old, but it used to be a place where cowboys would come in and spend the night. And, like they'd stay there and they'd eat. And it was like a bed and breakfast equivalent now, but they would go there, they'd pay a few bucks or whatever they pay a quarter for the night. They get a meal, they get a bed, and then on the way they'd go. So they've had a lot of activity there. Yeah, and so, so we were talking about this this whole time. Very sparsely furnished because they try to keep it period to the time. It has amenities, like everybody has their own bathroom. But yeah, Stetson's room was... And why did you put me at the very end of the hall? And we had nothing to do with the room assignment. That it was, was arranged by the, the house the management. Very, yeah. It was, I knew, I was, I was like, if I stay here, I'm going to die. I was like, I cannot stay here. So, I mean, it was the scariest room. Wasn't it so scary? It was creepy. In the very room, end of the hall yeah. and with no windows. I felt like I was in a jail cell. Well, there was a window, but it was dark. There was no windows. It. Well, it was, was black. A, it was dark out. Yeah. There was so, one window, but was, like, it was dark. There was like this weird light that like barely worked in the scariest bathroom. I'm like, I'm going to die if I stay in here. It was <laughs> the scariest thing. So I ended up staying upstairs. It's just, you know, I had no idea this was going on because now the, you know, the wedding's over. Everybody's in their rooms. Yeah. And here's poor Stetson. And I'm thinking maybe you weren't for maybe you're 15, 16 even. I think you were a little bit older. Well, definitely not 16, but maybe um, 15. But anyway, or almost I was 16. Like, Jackie, Frankie. I'm not staying in there. I have to sleep in your room. And fortunately, there was a rollaway bed in the hall somewhere. So I, I slept in Jackie in. and Frankie's room because yeah. I was so scared. I mean, the very end of the hall, creepy old room. I didn't hear room. this story until the next day. I hadn't even seen I your room. I slept. I didn't drop anything off in that room. I wouldn't go back in there. I just said, walked in. There's no in hell I'm staying in here. And so I stayed with Jackie and Frankie in there. And I, I looked at that room the next day and I could just, I could see why you didn't want to it stay in scary. there. It was scary. Yeah. And it, it had the most it had awful feeling. bad vibes in there. Awful feeling. Yeah. Like someone had died in there, seriously. Yeah. Like one of the scariest places I've been was, I don't know, probably when I was 13, my sister was with someone else and we were going. Um, On that long road trip in the van. Exactly. And that we were going the, to. It was at the Navy base in Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz. The because Navy he base. was a Navy guy. Mm -hmm. And well, he was out of service at the time, but he still had privileges to yeah. stay in the um, base hotels. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we were doing like a road trip. I can't remember why, but we were doing a road trip and we stopped there to stay. And. It was something that you see out of like a movie. Like when you drive you describe up. describe it as being like the shining? It's like the shining where you drive up and it's just this huge, huge mansion of a place with hundreds of rooms. How many Hundreds of windows. I don't know. There's I, probably I, at least two stories. I think it was huh? three because I know there was a basement, a middle, and I think there was an upstairs, but Didn't I could be wrong. Didn't have ballrooms and things too in mm -hmm. there? Yeah. So we drive up and it was huge. And this guy, I won't say his name, but the guy that my sister was dating, he was all making fun of me. I'm like, this place is scary. And he kind of already knew that it was haunted. So he's like, we're going to go. He's talking it up, like freaking us out totally. And my sister's trying to keep me calm. She's like, it's fine. There's no ghost. He's just making fun of you and stuff. But it had already been like, when you look it up on Google, like there's so many things. There's already the Santa Monica Navy base, right? Kind of like Wolf Creek Inn, same. Yeah. And it's huge. So we drive up and I'm like, I'm staying in the car. I was like so scared and we hadn't even got in. But it's like one of the, like you said, it's like you drive up as something that you'd see in a movie and you're just like, that place is a hundred percent haunted. <laughs> so sure enough, we go in to check in and my sister's ex-boyfriend, he was like, talking about the ghosts and do you know do you have any stories like we want to know oh to the staff members mm -hmm. that were checking you when in. we were checking in 
she comes with this huge book. No. Yes. And says, these are all the stories from the guests that have stayed here. And it was this massive, heavy book that Did people have written their experiences in the book. And oh. she said, you want to see that one of the creepiest things that we have? And he's like, sure, sure, of course. I'm like, nope, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to know. She brings out this photo and it was a picture that was taken in the ballroom where it's like a couple people, again, it's vivid, but I remember that it was a photo and I believe it was in the ballroom. A couple people, they took a picture just smiling or whatever. And there was this figure of a little girl in like a white dress, like faded out that was like standing next to them. And at that point I was like, there is no way. I was like, I will sleep in the car. I was like, serious. I was like, Jackie, I'm not staying in here. It's terrible. It's freaky. She's like, no, you're not staying. Cause I wanted to sleep in the van. I was like, I got my pillow. I will sleep in the van. I'll lock the doors. I'm going to be Lock the door. I'm not sleeping in here, but they forced me to stay. (laughs) (laughs) And again, it's like, this place was just so weird. So we checked in. I'm terrified. Because you were pretty young then, I would say. I think so. I was like yeah. 12 or 13, maybe. Yeah. So we checked in. I'm terrified. And I just remember the hallways were never ending. Like you could not see the end of the hallway. It that, was the that's longest. That's what reminds me of the shiny. When yeah, you the, me the longest story. hallway I've ever seen with just door tiny hallway, door after door, door after door after door after door. After door. There was expected huge... to see the twins come around the yep. corner. There was this huge <laughs> ballroom area as well that was just massive. It was dark and, you know, when we got in, no lights, like just this lit up hallway with door, 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 door. Because I think door, that door. building's pretty old too. Isn't oh, it? it's old. Yeah. Yeah. It's been around for a long time, I'm sure. Um, you'll have to look it up. Now I'm curious. I want to look it up and see like- Yeah, me too. The and history on the it and stories. stuff now that yeah. I'm never going to stay there again. So- we're walking down this long hallway. We're looking for our room and we find our room. So we go in and it's a pretty big room. There's a living space right when you walk in. There's a couch with like a side table, a lamp, and then the TV is right there. And then you walk a little bit farther and there's kind of like it opens up to the master. So it was a one bedroom. We were going to sleep on the pullout couch. So, so it's kind of like a one bedroom suite. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of all attached, but you can still close off the master. And then when you walk in, there's one bathroom kind of close to the master and you walk in, there's a bathroom. And I remember it had one of those pull lights where you have to pull. It wasn't a switch. It was like a pull. I'm pretty sure. It was either that or it was a switch and there was one of those pulls that wouldn't work. You know what I mean? Like it was old. Well, sometimes in those old buildings, they have a switch. If they've been outfitted, they have a switch to turn like the main light overhead, but there's still that pull chain of the light over the sink. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. So my sister's ex-boyfriend and my brother, so it was my sister, her ex-boyfriend, my brother, and me staying in this room. They're like, we're going to go down because they said that the basement was like the creepiest place. So they wanted to go ghost hunting, right? So they wanted to go down there. So they left my sister and I alone in this room. I was like, it's fine. My sister so just the guys went. Yeah. My sister's trying to be really nice. And she's like, it's fine. There's nothing, right? She knew you were freaked out. Yeah. She's trying to make me feel better. So they went off go to the creepy downstairs basement and left us in here. The first weird thing about that room was when we walked in to turn on the light next to the couch, there was three bumblebees in the light alive, flying around in the light, in this huge, massive mansion in one of these many hundreds of rooms. And they were just in the light. And you think, how did the bees get, because were there, How did they windows get in there? that 
open? I mean, or? there was a window, but, but like, it wasn't open. How did the bees get into that light? So they they're were still in, alive. They're still alive, flying around. I was like, what the heck is this? It's like, that's weird. And then we pull out the bed. We're like, okay, let's get ready. I was like, I just want to go to sleep. I want to get this night over with. Night, yeah. I don't want to, like, I'm not having fun. I just want to go to sleep. So we start pulling out the sofa sleeper, getting that ready. We had to get the pillows and blankets and stuff. There was blood on the bed. Dried blood. No. Yes, in the upper right-hand corner. And I'm like, Jackie? She's like, oh, it's nothing. Like, she's trying to make me feel better. She's like, it's nothing, it's nothing. We'll put a sheet over it. I'm like, mm-hmm. First there's bumblebees. Now there's dried blood. Like, it wasn't like a few drops. Like, it was, it was like, like a pool. Yeah, of dried blood in the upper right-hand corner of the bed. Oh, my god! Like, right where I was going to sleep, basically. I don't think I heard that part of the <laughs> mm-hmm. story. It was so, so scary to talk about, probably. I was scared. And I'm, it's still so creepy to talk about. Um, so she was like, it's fine. You know, no worries. It, it's, we'll put a towel over it. Yeah, well, we, we made we'll the make bed. Yeah. So we're kind of sitting there. We're watching TV because it was the bed, the couch, right? And then the TV right across from it. So we're watching TV, kind of just hanging out. I turned on all the lights because I was so scared. Every single light in that place was on. The bathroom, the master, the living room, the light next to it. Every single light was on. I was like, I'm not turning off any lights. So we're sitting there watching. The light shuts off in the bathroom. It just goes off. And I look at her. I'm like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm. And we go in there. Again, I think I'm remembering correctly. The switch... I think there was a switch, but there was one of those pull things as well, like what you were saying. Mm-hmm. The switch was up, or no, the switch was down. Oh. So it was like the light just and turned off. And somebody turned it off. It's and not I was like, like it just went out with the light switch up. No. It's like somebody flipped the switch I down. was like, uh-huh, like sure. I'm, I'm going out to the car. The bees, the blood, and now the light. I was so scared. I just remember- Did you even sleep that night? So that was interesting because- of course, I have to be the one to sleep right next to the door. So when you walk in, there's the couch right there. Oh. So my brother, I was sleeping on the side closest to the door. And I just remember I slept the whole night with the blanket over my head. I was so terrified. Oh and I remember hearing arguing outside. outside of our door. People arguing like it wasn't clear really? of what I could hear them say, but it was arguing and walking down. I'm like, these people, like, then I was like, these people are crazy. What are they talking about? I thought it was the other guests, but that place was huge. Like, it sounded like they were right outside our door, just and muffled arguing back Navy and forth. Base, it's not like a Hilton hotel or a oh, Marriott no. or something where there's people coming and mm-hmm. going all night long. It's only Navy families that are mm-hmm. staying there. So the chances of it being overly full is pretty slim. Right. So I barely slept. I was so terrified. I did not sleep. I kept waking up. I just kept the blanket over my head. As soon as we woke up, they're like, let's go. We'll sit down, have breakfast. And I'm like, no, I'm getting the hell out of here. I was like, I'm not eating breakfast. I don't want to sit. We are getting out. I was so scared. And it was just those weird things where I was like, I didn't see anything, but the light, the bees, like the blood and like arguing in the middle of the night, it was terrifying it was too much to handle for mm-hmm. a 12 year old oh i mean still to this day i'm like that's the creepiest place i've ever been and the i would say the most recent thing that was interesting that's just a short story i went to university of oregon and i was going to school over there in eugene and we lived at this place called 13th and olive and it was a super nice and it was student, brand new brand new mm-hmm. off-campus housing for students mm-hmm. and they built it over like a hospital 
Yeah, it was it, a psychiatric hospital, wasn't it? Or was it a regular hospital? I'm not sure, but... Hospital nonetheless. Yeah, so they tore down the hospital and built this, you know. We lived at the very top floor. It was five stories. So we lived on the fifth floor. Our apartment was super nice. There was never anything in there. We were fine. So it was me and my boyfriend now. And then one of our friends growing up, we were all living together in this two-bedroom. So we're just on a normal day going down. We get in the elevator to take the fifth floor down to the first floor. Get in. It starts going down. And it stops at floor two. And it opens up, you know, and some people push buttons and then they t- decide they to take the stair. Mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we're like, oh, no worries. It opens up. It closes back. And then we continue to go down. And it was me, my friend, my roommate in the very back. And then my boyfriend kind of in front of us. So it was kind of like a little triangle how we were standing. And we go down and I just feel the creepiest feeling. Just that feeling that I felt. And I didn't move. I was like... There's something in this damn elevator with us. <laughs> and I look over at my roommate. Because he Because we're knows. in the same line. And he knows too. He's mm-hmm. one of those really sensitive right. to the energy people Yeah, too. I look over and he's just like looking at me. Like we didn't say a single thing. We're with just his looking. eyes as big as plates. Mm-hmm. We're staring at each other. We go all the way down. It opens to the first floor. We both sprint out of there. And we're like, did you feel that? Like at the same time, like there was something in that elevator with us. I was like, that was the creepiest thing. Like we both felt it. And it was so creepy in that fact that we looked over and we're like, we did that thing where you're talking, but you don't have to talk. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, "Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm. We sprint out of there and we're like, there was something in that elevator. I mean, and he's seen like an old lady sitting outside. Like it's the Oh, really? mm -hmm. He had some weird experiences there for sure. And before we lived together, when we first moved to Eugene, he was living in his own room. My boyfriend was living in his own room and I was living in our own room. We were separated and then we would always hang out. So we're like, eventually, let's just live on the same apartment. Yeah, because it didn't make sense to no. rent three apartments no. when you were all hanging out together. Exactly. But he would have some creepy things. And- in his first apartment? Mm-hmm. Because he-, he was on the ground floor. He was on the ground floor on the other side of me. And yeah, because they had two buildings, so two big buildings in the street. No, I guess that would be Olive cut down between the two buildings. Mm-hmm. So he was in the older building. Yes, and I was in the newer one. Yeah. Yeah, and Did I... Did you see things then? Well, yeah, that place was... His apartment was definitely uh, haunted for sure. And he it was at a loft. So he was downstairs. There was a kitchen. There was his room, a downstairs kitchen, another room, and then an upstairs. So it was like a three-bedroom loft. So like there was this big area upstairs, so there was another bedroom. So he was in the bottom bedroom right next to the kitchen. And he would always like, he's like that when he's grown up with things like that too, where he kind of knows like, if you feel something in your house, just say like, don't bother me. Please go away. Like, this is my space. Like kind of putting that line down. He knows how to put down the boundaries. Right. And he would always kind of talk about just weird things like banging in the kitchen or his roommate would always have like nightmares, like terrible nightmares. He was in the upstairs room. And he always felt like it was something attached to his roommate, one of his roommates. But there was just like banging in the kitchen, like weird bangs that would happen. Like Like a pot dropping. Yeah. Well, not even a pop because you would see, like you wouldn't see anything, but just like bangs and like, yeah, they had like these hanging pots, like ding, you know what I mean? Like Mm. things making noise when there was no one in there. And so he would tell us these things. I was like, yeah, I believe it. I believe it. But we, you know, I didn't think too much of it. So there was this one time when I was hanging out in his room. We were just, I don't know, doing whatever. 
talking and hanging out and we had the door closed to the kitchen. It was just us because he always liked to keep the door closed. He didn't like to keep it open. He wanted to keep that boundary because he knew, he knew his room was, was good, in there. Yeah. but the outdoor space was not like in the kitchen and the upstairs. Yeah. So we're sitting there talking, doing whatever. And we just start to hear like, ding, like, and I was like, is there someone home? Like what's going on? He's like, no, there's no one in there. <laughs> and there's just like bangs, like coming from the kitchen. Like it wasn't like a one, it was like multiple. Like it sounded like hitting cabinets, like clothes, like, you know, like banging on dishes. Like it was multiple things. And I was like, it was like someone banging around in the kitchen yeah. then. And I was like, preparing a meal or something. Okay, I'm officially scared. I was like, I was like, I'm freaking out. He's like, I have to do this. Don't make fun of me. And he like seriously was like, go away. Like, you're not welcome here. This is my, like, he literally like he had, had to, to speak it. that out. And then I was like, uh, can we leave now? We go out, we sprint out of his room. Like it was terrifying. Just like weird things that you can't explain. And like the elevator one was weird, but it's like, there's so many things. And you wonder, you know, when something is built over what was an old hospital that was probably a hundred years ago that this hospital was there and what kind of energy a space like that would hold on to mm-hmm. and then you put this brand new building on mm-hmm. top and all that's still going to remain there i mean that's my theory right but that energy just still it has made an imprint yeah and it always like felt a little weird like i never wanted to be in his place alone you know it's like that's those feelings i think i was lucky where we lived on the newer side and i think the newer side was better and you were up five levels mm-hmm. and in our apartment was fine but it was just those little things you were just like did that really just happen? You know what I mean? And it's like things you can't really explain mm-hmm. that are just weird. One last scary, scary story. And this wasn't from me. It was my boyfriend's brother that told this story. And he's always had uh, grown up with creepy things. Because it's like things are attracted to him from what yeah, I Yeah, like things are kind of him, like right? attached to mm-hmm. him. Um, it's like a magnet for this kind of mm-hmm. activity. And my boyfriend's brother um he's a lot older and he's half brother so he's a lot older than brandon my boyfriend and so i mean there's so many stories (laughs) bring lisa on here to talk about him but the one story that he told us that really just was terrifying was he was dating this girl who we met we went to a wedding and so we stayed in the same room we went to a wedding for like two nights so we were hanging out with them we drove there together so we were able to get to know each other and talk so he started talking about all these scary things that would happen to him. And that was just so, you know, terrifying. And you stayed in a hotel together, I think. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we stayed in a hotel. There was two queen beds. We slept in the same room. So this whole time he's telling all these scary stories. But the one that was the scariest was his girlfriend at the time told us a story. And it was where they were living. Like it happened like that past year. Like it wasn't a long time ago. This happened when they were together. And there was weird things just kind of happening in the house that they're living in like their dog would just get locked in the bathroom randomly like really? it was one of those jack and jill bathrooms where you can go in and go out different sides yeah and it would just get locked in the bathroom and she'd just hear the dog barking 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 and it would just be locked in there just both doors shut like what no one would lock a dog in a bathroom so just weird things but it was one night they go to bed they're sleeping you know whatever she wakes up, even, oh, it gives me the shivers just thinking about it. She wakes up in the middle of the night and we'll just call him like Joe. We'll call him Joe. Joe is sitting up, just sitting up, looking up, not doing anything. She's like, what are you doing? Like, it's the middle of the night. What are you doing? And she looks over at her and she's like, 
Joe isn't here right now. And she slaps him in the face. She's like, what the? She slaps him in the face. And he's like, what? What happened? And she's like, you don't know what you just said? Like, she was terrified. She's like, I wanted to leave. I feel like I just went pale. Yeah. I got my eyes she are watering. Looks, I'm like, Listen she looks, this. I was like almost crying when they told us this. Yeah, look like, at my eyes are watering. You're still dating this guy? Like something, I was this like, is that Brandon's is, half brother. yeah, that is the scariest wow. thing I've ever heard. And the fact that she was telling it, right? I was like, he's had all these things happen to him, da, 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 da. But she was telling this, like not really a believer anyways, but she's like, I was terrified and I wanted to leave. Like it was the scariest thing. Imagine that. Imagine your boyfriend looking over your husband, like just oh. turning and looking at you. Yeah. Oh. Joe, like it. Oh, there's. <laughs> I feel like we could talk about ghost stories all we day. Have, we have a lot of them. We'll have to save some for next year. Next year. We'll have more ghost stories. Yeah. Let us know what you guys thought of this episode. It was really fun to talk about the stories, things that's happened to us. And also things that we've heard happen. I mean, there's so many things. Once we start talking about ghost stories, it's hard for it's us hard to stop. It's hard to stop. We can go on Because we just keep thinking about so it. there's so many of them. Yeah. Let us know which one was your favorite. But yeah, it's kind of fun. It was Halloween. We kind of need a right scoopy episode. Yeah. <laughs> scary episode. We hope you had fun listening to it. <laughs> but on a lighter note, definitely make sure you check out our Moving Summit. We worked really hard on it. And we have over 25 speakers speaking at the event. You can register now. We'll put the link um, in the description. You can register now. I mean, up until November 13th, you can be a part of it for and it's free. it's all about moving. Yep, all for about... pre-moving, midst of moving. Mm-hmm. You've already moved. You moved three years ago. Right. It's for anyone looking at that and also getting an organized life, decluttering and everything. So if yeah. you're interested in that, it's going to be awesome. It's so packed, so, with, it's packed with so much great information. Yeah, we're so excited. And yeah. we figured we've been working hard. We wanted to do this this scary episode. So we hope you all enjoyed it. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the One Crazy Journey podcast, where we have a brand new episode every Monday. Like what you hear? Then subscribe so you never miss a show. And while you're at it, why not hop over to our Instagram at everything.nb and follow us there so you can keep up with our stories. And on a side note, we often make references in our episodes about the programs, books, and apps, and other tools that we love. If you would like to know what these tools are, then take a look at the show notes for this episode and find the link to our free resource guide. Well, that's it for today. So you can listen to us next time on the One Crazy Journey podcast. And if you use your imagination, you can see us too.